Good morning, good morning, good morning. God, we thank you so much for the gift of insight. We thank you so much, God, for sharing your thoughts with us. Sharing what's in your heart concerning us. Showing us the do's and the don'ts. Showing us warnings. So we can continuously make the right decision. Continuing to make the right decision. See, it's not about us. Thank you, God. It's not about us knowing to make the right decision. Everything with God is about action. Putting things into action. Not just our thoughts. You can think to do right all day, but still act in a different way. You can still think to use your faith, but you can act differently. It's about making the right actions. It's not even about what you say out of your mouth. It's really about what's in your heart. How many of us share good news or share encouraging messages with others that we don't even believe ourselves because it's not in our heart? That's why God said, guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart, because out of your heart are the issues of life. What are the issues of life? Doubt. Not believing. Not being fully persuaded. Complaining, murmuring, impatient. The devil is making sure he do whatever it takes to keep us from walking in the right direction and putting it into action. It's like everything is an action word. When Satan was in heaven, Created to be a praiser. Praise. He's a praise leader. Created the best as a praise leader. Because God knew. It would hurt him more to be stripped from what he loved the most. Than anything. And I said, God, what in the world happened that day in heaven? What happened? How can a man, how can an angel create the thoughts of hate from a place that it never originated from? How can he create the thoughts of jealousy and envy where a place only love lives? How did he know to compare good with anything else when there wasn't anything else? He made the choice to create a feeling that was never supposed to even be existing. That's why he's the father of lies. He created it. 
He knows that we inherit eternal life because of Christ. He didn't know on that day that he got kicked out. He didn't know on that day that he would deceive Eve and Adam. That God would create another man. Because of him we were made righteous. A lot of us say words like this. How can God save a person like me? I'm not worthy of God's love. I'm not worthy of God's affection. I'm not worthy of God's salvation. I'm not worthy of God's inheritance. I'm just not worthy. But I understand where you're coming from when you speak like that. You're speaking from a place of saying that I know it's not because of me that I'm where I am and I have what I have. But we got to be mindful of what we're saying on the count of that. Because you are in the image of God and he is your father. Saying you're not worthy is saying he not worthy. I am worthy of the father's love. Because if I wasn't, he wouldn't have done what he did if I wasn't to him. He cared so much. He valued us so much as his children. He know we know we don't do it the work for those who are believers. Because you believe it's him who doeth the work. Because you believe every word that proceeds out of his mouth. And he has told us that he is divine. We can do nothing. If Christ can say, I can do nothing of myself, what makes us think we can say, we do something of ourselves? That's why when we get in the way, we fall short every time. Because he's setting a reminder, hey, 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 even us doing it intentionally. But God said, I never said that you couldn't accept a compliment. Just know that all the glory belongs to me. Some of us get too serious when someone said, God really used you. They said, God, God, God. They didn't say, you really used you. They said, God really used you. And then you repeat, all the glory belongs to God. I just said, God really used you. We know you're not taking God's glory. We know that you're not trying to take credit for what God is doing. I'm a believer. You're a believer. We both believe. God said in this area of witchcraft, there are so many sources of witchcraft that we're not even aware that it's actually witchcraft. Witchcraft is something negative. A negative influence that's trying to overtake the positive influence over your life. Witchcraft is trying to convince you to speak words that God doesn't say. To turn you away from God into the hands of Satan. That's witchcraft. Whether you chant, whether you have different beliefs or different gods, thinking that you have different gods, whether you putting spells on people or reading palms, it's all a form of witchcraft. Claiming horoscopes. Anything that you're trying to do on your own ability and not the power and the ability of God is witchcraft. 
Even when you watch these scary movies, horror movies, you're going to have what you say. You're going to invite whatever atmosphere. You set the atmosphere for your home. You set the atmosphere for your life. God gave us two choices. Blessing or curses. These movies that we're watching. We're inviting demons into our atmosphere. Don't think because on the screen that they're not paying attention and inviting themselves into your presence. And then you're wondering how come all of a sudden your home about to be foreclosed. Or how come all of a sudden your children started not listening. Or how all of a sudden that good things starting to happen. I mean bad things are starting now to happen. How can you worship God and walk in love and look at something on TV full of evil and hate? People try to make you think that, oh, it's okay, it's just a movie. But what is the movie about? Is it about the glory of God or is it about trying to elevate Satan's power? Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Don't you be afraid of anything. Some of us get nervous when God wants to cast out devils upon people who are filled with many devils. Now, I know it looks strange. That's why he kept saying, don't be afraid of sudden fear. Hallelujah. That means fear was going to try to come up suddenly on occasion. But you have to entertain and stir yourself up. Stir yourself up in believing and remembering. God didn't give me the spirit of fear. There are people who put spells on other people. Putting soul tie spells on people. In these relationships. Putting things in their food and doing witchcraft. But let me tell you something. When you give your life to Christ. He knows everything. He sees everything. He revealed to you everything. And he said to you, if you eat any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. If you eat any deadly thing, that means God is before you like he said. God see what they're trying to do to you. Every single one of us as believers who ever believe that Jesus is Lord, you are covered with God's protection. It's like a big shield over you. You're protected everywhere you go. For the Lord is with you everywhere you go. Things we're not even aware of that he knows. And some things he don't want to reveal to you because he already taken care of it because he is your Lord. These movies, if it doesn't make you feel inspired, then I don't even think you should watch them. I don't care if I'm married or single. I don't want to watch a movie filled with lust. If I'm with God and I'm and I'm seeing the full message and the purpose of marriage, and I'm watching people fornicate in front of me. 
I don't take a kick. I don't want to get a kick out of entertaining my flesh to watch these reality drama filled shows. And when it does to you, spirits bounce on you, then you get to calling people and then you get to talk about what you said on TV. And that's pretty much gossiping about what you see on TV. God is not saying that you can't do anything. What he's saying is, if you're going to walk with him, you have to continuously do the right thing. Some of us know to do the right thing, and we still choose not to. God said, playing the lottery is even a a form of witchcraft, a source of witchcraft. And that's going to hit a lot of people's heart right there. I'm just playing numbers to have a better future. You're depending on some numbers to increase your life your life with wealth. Physical wealth. You're depending on some numbers to determine whether you be wealthy or not. When we have a father who already called us, we already inherited wealth. It's no different than playing the lottery than being a guy outside who's a drug dealer. When you know you can get a job and make the same living, but you want fast money. So you don't want to believe in God and and go through the preparation to receive your prosperity. So you want to go out there and get a quick fix. That's not even working. Because you're putting out more money than you ever getting back. It's a setup. And trust me, for those who win the lottery, everyone who wins the lottery don't have a relationship with God. Because he would tell you not to. So you don't have wisdom. But you have a financial increase. So that means that what you have, it won't prosper. So now you got people calling you all over the place. Now you feel like people you owe, you got to give them this because you, they done something for you. They're going to let you know not to forget. They're going to remind you. Cameras all in your life. People coming from out of nowhere. You're not having the wisdom to keep the money for it to prosper. So it's going down fast. Next thing you know, you're broke again. And I quote, unquote, the word broke. Because you didn't have wisdom. Because you didn't have God. So we just want to be mindful. God gave me a dream last night of a real bad drug deal. Gone so bad. And there was a lot of celebrities involved in this big drug deal. And I've never seen a person who made that much money to do something so evil amongst the land by selling drugs. And I mean pool the size of a half of an ocean. This person had so much financial increase by selling drugs. 
had so much, so many people following him and working under him. His house was so huge, like the size of a university. And the way how it was made, had lions and everything, tamed lions, who wouldn't even say anything when you walk around because you know this person. But the drug deal went very bad. And many innocent people got hurt. And then God revealed to me, that's the new movie they're trying to release out. That they're working on. Scarface number two, but an urban version. A.K.A. a black version of Scarface. They're trying to work on. And God said, I don't want that movie to come out. Because when the first one came out, I didn't want that one either. But when it came out, it had an influence on many people to join a drug game for fast money. And many people have ended up in jail or dead, and I never wanted them to come home prematurely or have a prison ministry because of a bad decision of having fast money. The Satan is doing whatever he can to cause us to not walk in our divine purpose. God didn't call anyone to be in prison. But because they are in prison, he's going to allow it to work out for your favor. So now you're still able to minister just in prison. When God called me to a prison ministry, he would not do that. You did that. He won't tell you, oh, commit this crime so you can end up in jail to save these others. That's a lie. People are trying to understand God on their way of understanding instead of coming up to his level of understanding. So they try to blame things on God for things happening to them for the decision that they chose to make. Oh, I married the wrong person. Oh, God had me with this person because he wanted me to, to get stronger in this area or to become more wiser. No, he did not. It's a lie. God wanted me to have all these kids out of the wedlock because, you know, I, I'm a great mother and, and, you know, at least I can have kids early and, you know, not, you know, in these years. It's a lie. Stop trying to convince yourself of what you did was okay. It was not God who said do anything. God will not tell you to fornicate. He will not. He would not tell you to play the lottery so you can have a financial increase. And that's how you're going to receive your prosperity. That's not prosperity. Because those who are wise would not play the lottery because you depend on another source, which is God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for blessing me to say what you wanted me to say this morning. Say, don't forget that he's in charge. Horoscopes, witchcraft. You're depending on a symbol or a month that you was born to determine your future or your personality. 
How can a symbol define your personality when you're a child of God? It doesn't make sense. I used to read horoscopes all the time, about 10, 12. Matter of fact, it was actually 13 years ago. And I had a, a, a report, uh, uh, not a positive report regarding my pregnancy with my child. They began to tell me something bad news about my child in my pregnancy. And I kept reading these horoscopes to determine what I was going to have that day. I thought if I didn't read a horoscope, I was not going to have a good day or open a fortune cookie. Until one day, the doctors gave me some bad news about my unborn, well, yeah, my unborn child. And I said, God, he got my attention. I said, God, if you turn this report around, I would never read another horoscope a day in my life. I would never read another horoscope, I promise. Two days later, I went to the doctor. They said, everything looks fine. We don't notice anything. We don't see anything. Everything looks great. And I have never read another one of those ever again. Don't even, I don't even eat a fortune cookie because of what's inside of it. I mean, that's just my thing. I'm not entertaining that atmosphere. It's harmful. It's harmless. It's just a cookie. But yeah, what kind of cookie is it? It's a fortune telling cookie. It's witchcraft. We can make all the cookies in the world. It's not even tasty anyway. And it's all hard and crunchy. Why want to entertain that? When I go to some of these hair salons and nail salons, when I see that image of Buddha, I pray. Because a lot of Asians are not aware either of them making that their false god. I went into a, a, a nail salon. They were playing Christian music with a fat Buddha on the table. I'm like, this is strange. But Christ's name is above every name. Hallelujah. So I begin to pray the atmosphere that they would not want to have that statue around because for some of them, it's just a culture, you know, it's just a culture statue. Just like we have the capital as a statue. But we don't praise that statue. That statue we don't consider as our God. So I continuously to pray for them. Because that's how they were raised. Hallelujah. I pray that you have a great day. Know that all things work out for your good. Watch what movies you watch. Pay attention to the movies you watch. It's bringing evil presence in your atmosphere. I'm not saying you can't watch a good action movie. You're not going to. It's rare that you find a movie without some scenery of something. But let's eliminate the choice of a movie. You know, come on. It's a, it's a difference between a warrior movie and a movie that's, what is it called? Paranoia activity. Halloween. Come on now. 
Or something got a groove back or I think this movie selection is a little old and I'm, I'm <laughs> I think Stella probably like 20 years old movie. <laughs> I, I new movies can't even come to mind right now. I mean, you know what I mean with the Lush, Love Jones that's still in the night. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Hallelujah. <laughs> because I didn't I no longer Operate in those movies. I no longer be entertained. Thank you, God. Be entertained in that in those movies. So I can't even think of any because I've been healed from it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But you know what it is. You know the gun movies, drug movies, all that. Don't entertain all that reality show stuff. Don't even do all that. That's taking your attention off of focusing on God. It's taking your attention off of believing in God. And worshiping God. And preparing for what God has called you into. God not gonna call you into merging you watching lustful movies. Because that's gonna that's, that's what you're entertained by, that's what's gonna be on your mind. And what's in your mind might enter into your heart. Now you walk around feeling lustful. Now you gotta get in the shower. A cold one. Who wants that? Hallelujah. <laughs> and then you gotta pray. You can't even go around innocent people because you're thinking certain thoughts. The demons are waiting. To see you get out of position. Waiting. Because they can't force you to. It's your decision. Hallelujah. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you so much. Everything is with an action. Action to obey or disobey. An action to agree or disagree. There's no in-between when it comes to the actions either is or not. Yes or no. Hallelujah. God loves you so much. And nothing is going to take us away from knowing that. But some of us, and there are a lot of us, and I was one of them, who was still living that worldly lifestyle. But I always known God loves me. That's one thing everyone knows, majority of us. We know that he loves us. He may not agree with what we're doing, but he loves us. And I really believe, and what makes me persevere, I'm going to share with you, what makes me, what causes me to want to persevere through it all and stand and be bold for God. Because when I read the scripture of Christ, I'm giving you, I'm revealing myself a little bit. And this helps me out a lot. How do you persevere? How do you stand? How do you become so powerful and so bold for God? We all have the gifts. But I see it on your life. And I'm going to tell you how. Because when I read the testimonies of Jesus Christ. And those who came in contact with him. Throughout the whole New Testament. All I hear is Jesus trying to convince them. On how to believe on who he is. And who they are. And what they have a right to. And who their father is. And what God called him to do. Father, that they may know you, that they may glorify you, that they may believe, that they may believe, that they may believe, that they may believe. 
He didn't do miracles because he tried to convince himself. They, because he conv- tried to convince them to believe. No one else turned the water into wine. So if I do this, would you believe? They believed that day. Then their faith began to fall again for another occasion. Then another occasion. Then another occasion. Same thing happened with God before Christ came. Physically in the earth. Every apostle, every just about every disciple trying to talk themselves out of what God called them to do. But God, but God, but God, but God. Even Moses said, these are your people. God said, I'm about to destroy them again. Already destroyed the land with a flood. Already destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire. I'm going to destroy these people of mine because all they do is complain. At the part of the Red Sea, I put plans upon people who try to harm them. I took them out of uh, the hands of slavery and bondage. And yet they still have a gods before me. Creating tabernacles. Making golden calves. Complaining about the food I'm raining down from heaven. What else I'm supposed to do? Listen to the complaints? How did I ever create faithless children? I never did. How could I have children who act so weak in their flesh when they have a spirit on the inside of them connected to me? Just like any of us as parents, you have a child who just keep doing things that you didn't raise them to do. They out there smoking, out there drinking, out there being a drug dealer, out there keep murdering people, robbing banks. Like, I didn't raise you to do that. And you have a high education. I worked three, four jobs to put you through school and college. It's the things I get. Keep paying for you to have lawyers. No parent want to see their child be unsuccessful. I don't care how you were raised. You have a brain of your own. You have a decision to make of your own. Now your parents did their job to take care of you until you got to a certain age. Whether they did it right or they did it wrong, it still was done. Now it's your responsibility as an adult to make sure that your life become prosperous. Your life be filled with joy. Your life be filled with God. Because without God, you won't have such things. We think we can have knowledge without God. Knowledge comes from God. Joy comes from God. Prosperity comes from God. He gives you the power to have wealth. What's the power? How can I activate the power to get wealth? By declaring and decreeing what he said concerning wealth. Wealth and riches are in my home. He used the word home because that's where we put most of our personal possessions. Your is in your house. Your bank account information is stored up in your home. Because your home is your dwelling place. It's your safe place. 
So that's why he used the word home. He could have said wealth and riches are in my mouth. Because I'm speaking it into an existence. But it's in your home. Because he's allowing you to know. That it just, it just don't affect you positively. It affects your whole family. Because your family are in your home. Wherever I touch, it prospers. So that means wherever you go now. Now that your home is blessed. Your children is blessed. So if your children bless, then their offspring is blessed. And if their offspring is blessed, then their offspring is blessed. Nobody said your children's children's children will be blessed. Because what's on you rubs on them. Hallelujah. Some of our children are suffering because us as parents making the wrong decision to follow a different voice other than God. You're going out there prostituting, selling drugs, you end up in jail or murdered, and then you have a child who nobody in the family wants to take because they don't want another responsibility. They only want their own children. And that's not fair to them to have to make a decision like that because of your decision. Now these children have to grow up in the system. Angry. Abused. Neglected. And most of these places not even teach them about God. So they don't even know about them. And then they get a, and then people begin to put an image on who God is, and you only way you can believe it because you don't have nothing else to compare it to. People in the world got this image of church folks as being greedy people filled with most sin. People in disguise, snakes in the dress, snakes in the suit. Someone told me one time. Well, pastors, they all got all this money while people in the congregation are broke. Listen to how that sounds. Pastor has money while the congregation is broke. So what do the people do in a congregation? Why do they come to church to get their lives together? Now, who are they serving in the church? They're serving God. Now, who are they believing for and believing into while they're coming to church? They're believing in God. Because where can you find God? We find God in service, in your heart, in a fellowshipping with one another. We're coming together to praise God, to worship God, to adore Him. To learn more about him. To better ourselves. That's what church service is about. The service. The service. But you remember we are the church. We. We. So if you already know. That you haven't had an encounter. You have an encounter with God. In the church service. Then you should already wouldn't say. Things that you just said. You wouldn't say words like. We're poor. But he's rich. Because God has no respected person. It don't matter if you have a pastor who is out there lusting money and the congregation don't have. You continuously serve God. Keep your eyes on God. You can see what somebody else is doing because you took your eyes off God. You think God don't know who's real and who's not? Who has a heart for it and who doesn't? And someone told me, oh, these, I don't want to go to no big church because you can't even talk to the pastors. and Because you're seeking your own approval. You're seeking praise for yourself. Because a person, if they're walking with God, it would even matter to be seen and heard by man. 
Because you know your father sees and he's with you everywhere you go. And another thing, if a church is of God, it will prosper. These mega churches, no church has ever, or congregation has ever started out the way it is. But people forget to think of that part. They just see the results. They don't see the preparation. Because the devil don't want to put your focus on the preparation. Because if you see what some of these pastors had to go through to get to where they are by believing in God and what God put inside of them in the vision. Then you will understand a lot more. Most of them started out where? In their home. How many members? About three. And that's family. Hallelujah. Anybody who's deciding to do something good should not be spoken badly about. In fact, no one should be spoken badly about. When we have a good God, a forgiving God, a merciful God, how can I want God to have mercy on me and I don't show no mercy to my neighbors? God is exposing a lot of things. That's why I said, when you buy these music artists, I'm trying to tell you, won't you, it wouldn't hurt to do research on these people that a lot of us idolize. Oh, I like their music. Oh, they stay fresh. And this person, this person. You begin to praise them. And all of a sudden, wham. Here's an article. Breaking news. This family doing this. They doing that. And you begin to look at them differently. Hallelujah. Let's continue to pray for one another. We all can use it. We all can use it. If you want to get anything I'm saying today, this morning, God is saying everything about him and you are in action. God knows whether you believe or don't believe in him. God knows whether he is your source or you have another source. God knows those who are trying to convince themselves that God is their source, but they're allowing their situation to overtake their thought process. God knows those who gave up on him. God knows those who've given up on him. God knows those heart is wax cold. God knows those hearts who are harking. God knows those who operate in lust. God knows everything. So we have to stop treating God as if he don't know what's going on. He knows what's going on before you knew what was going on. He just looking to see what's your response to what's going on. Faint not. Faint not. Faint not. Again, I say rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Giving us answers. Again, 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 I say. Again, I say. And don't just rejoice, but be glad in it. That means you can rejoice and not be glad. Come on, somebody. You can wave your hands and still be unfaithful. You can wave your hands and still be upset with God. 
still be in doubt. Be glad in it. Be glad in it. Be glad in it. Why am I being glad? Because greater is he. Greater is he. Who's in me. Satan know God is greater. Satan know God created him. He know he, he inherited eternal death. Eternal damnation. He knows that. Satan knows. What he inherit. But he's trying to convince you and I. On not to know. What God is doing. Like things that take place. Mark God by surprise. What goes on in your life. Like God don't know. What's taking place in your life. Hallelujah. So I thank you all so much for listening. Those who come to God must first believe, must first believe, must first believe that he is God. Hallelujah. Believe that he is God. That he is God. That he is. And a rewarder. He's not just good. He's also a rewarder to those who digitally seek him. He don't just reward you in the natural realm. He starts everything in the spiritual realm first. Having on earth is a spiritual encounter to release that into your natural atmosphere. So Father, I thank you for the opportunity for allowing us to embrace wisdom. I see an eagle. And the beak is very, I'm about to Google that. I never seen a beak on an eagle that, I never seen an eagle in person. <laughs> but the beak on this eagle is very sharp and very long. And I'm sure this is not no ordinary be- eagle. I'm about to say beak. Hallelujah. I want you to walk away today knowing that God has given us decisions to make. And these are some serious decisions that you and I make on a daily basis. Oh, I never answered your question. Okay, God, I've never answered my own question. For those who are like, how is she so strong? How do believers stand? How do they continue on without messing up? Not saying you don't mess up. We always find ourselves repenting. But once we allow God to take over... And we get ourselves out the way. What caused you to stand? What caused you to keep going? Persevere and be powerful and know who you are and be all of this, be all of that. And because I see in the Bible all these testimonies on how God had to continuously persuade his children to believe he was who he was. He is who he is. Moses, I am that I am. Moses had to ask God who he was. Who should I tell him? Most of you already know who I am. Why are you asking me? Just tell him I am that I am. Well, I tell him I am said. You could have said, I'm God, I'm Jehovah, your father, your creator. I am that I am. Moses, don't you know that? 
And we sit there and read the scripture and be like, Moses, come on, man. How many times God persuade you? How many times God has to persuade us? That he is who he is. And then here comes his son Christ on the earth now. Assignment time. To bring salvation back to me. Bring my children back to me. It's the only way. I can't touch it. They can't come near me. Because I'm holy. And they are sinful. That's why the Bible. One man. Because of one man. Many were made sinners. And because of one man. Many were made righteous. And here's Christ. Saying to the people, even the followers, every single step of the way, even after he was crucified and resurrected, they still weren't believing. Father, that they may see, that they may glorify you, that they may believe, that they may believe, that they may believe, they may believe, they may believe that it's you who sent me. That they may believe. And I said, Christ, all that persuading you had to do, and God. It's no way I'm going to walk with you and you have to persuade me that you are who you say you are. So I need you and I'm going to need myself to sit down and quiet myself and close every distraction away for you to teach me all that I need to know as a child of God. How to stand. How to persevere, how to walk in love, how to believe, how to have faith as a child of God. On a level as a child of God. Christ-like. I don't want to go to Christ and say, and be stunned by the works that he did. Not knowing I can have the same, I do the same thing. I'm honored you're seated, Christ. On the right hand of God. But I'm even more honored because of you. Now I'm seated. I don't say words like I'm a wretch. A wretch. I don't say words like I'm a, a, I'm a, a sinner. Because when Christ rose, I rose. I died in sin. See, I have the bonus to go to God. God has, I have the audacity. To go to God and remind them of his word. And not reminding, and when I say reminding, it's not to convince myself. Because God only stands on his word. That's how he communicate with you. By you knowing who you are. He's not going to talk to you from a place of you thinking you know who you are. You have more learning to do. Now, we all have more learning to do. But in certain areas, come on now. Some areas we have already should have been graduating from. That means graduation means elevation. There's no way I'm still in kindergarten with God teaching me anything when I'm in my 30s. And I know him my whole life. There's no way. There's no way certain things I'm still going to go to God on a behalf of trying to be fully persuaded he's a healer. When he healed me over 10 years ago. I'm talking about physically in my body. 
Just an example. If he healed you over a certain time years ago, you still trying to persuade yourself that he's a healer? Come on now. Come on now. What is it going to take for us to be fully persuaded? Fully persuaded. I said, there's no way, Christ. I'm not going to sit there and act as if I don't know why you gave your life and how you gave your life and what happens after you did it. There's something wrong with that picture if you know you resurrected with Christ and yet you still doubting in some areas. It's no way I can do that. So I stay in his presence to continuously grow in knowledge. Someone cars first. Someone a business and all that first. I don't want that first. I need to know. I need to learn. So when I do receive these things, I know how to keep them. I don't want a business or a company that's going to fall because I don't have the wisdom to keep even my employees because of how I treat them. Because I missed something when I was in God's presence, when he was talking about walking in love and loving thy neighbor as thyself and not beneath myself. Hallelujah. Listening to the voice of God and walking with God, not getting out of position. Not being easily influenced to do things you used to do, knowing that they wasn't okay to do. I don't care who you see. You might see Lord Ray Ray or Peaches. It doesn't matter. Pray for Ray Ray. Pray for Peaches. But don't be entangled on what they're doing. And I felt myself doing that a lot in the past. That's why I don't go around certain ways. Now that I'm stronger, I can go around these ways and not be moved. But who wants to put themselves in that type of atmosphere? Hallelujah. So I thank you guys for your time. It's like my third time saying hallelujah. Know that everything we do is a choice. Choose. Choose. Choose the right things to do. Make the right decisions. Hallelujah. Everything is action with God. Praying is action. Believing is action. Using your faith is action. So allow God to see today that you are much more than you were yesterday by knowing who you are. That's all. Just know who you are. I'm a child of God. Who's hiding your God? Nobody. So relax. Enjoy. Yes, it might be some obstacles, trials, tribulations. But through it all, who's before you? Your God. His name is all in the midst. Because he never will leave us nor forsake us. Hallelujah. Enjoy your day. Love you. Love you, love you, love you. Be safe. Stay warm in Jesus' name.